Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of People Changing Enterprises, where we dig into one sticky question and figure out actionable strategies to solve it. On today's episode, we asked, how do you speak up when something needs to change? As usual, I asked several experts to help. First up, I spoke to Todd. Todd Harris, Senior Vice President of Global Alliances for Valtech. Simply put, Todd is a change maker. Outside of my day job at Valtech, I've started a nonprofit called Beyond Your Block. And that organization was set up to help empower Black, Brown, and underrepresented kids find a path forward via paid internships and technology design. The goal is, is to get them their interests sparked and their interests peaked, that there could be a career path for them outside of what they've been told their whole life. But beyond that, I was one of the first members of our Global Diversity Council at Valtech. And I brought up things that needed to change and things that needed to happen. And, you know, I'm happy to say that some of those things are in motion. Right off the bat, Todd told me, there's no such thing as an easy way to create change. Change doesn't happen without adversity, right? Like there's no place in the world where you can have meaningful change that's just easy peasy, right? Like it takes a headwind and you have to fight through the headwind. So like recognizing that real changes and real prosperity doesn't happen just because is a starting point, right? Why is making change so difficult? Because inherently you are challenging someone else's status quo, probably their comfort zone, possibly their very livelihood. At Valtech, I'll never forget the conversation I had with our former Chief Strategy Officer, Frank Bilsch. I said to Frank, how do we change the way Valtech looks? I said, I am frankly a super rare bird in technology, a black man high up at an agency in technology. Like you go to any conference in the world, you're not going to see a lot of people who look like me in the rooms that I'm in. I said, how can we change that? And he said, it's going to be hard. It's going to take work and it's going to take acknowledgement for people who look like me to know that it's our time to step out of the way. I found that to be so, such a big thought and such a brave and courageous thought from him. Some instances, people want to change. They're just scared of what it looks like. People want to see a more diverse organization, but they're scared of like, what does that mean for me? Right? Like I always use this term with our teams with them. What's in it for me, right? Everyone wants to know what's in it for them. And when you start to put motions in place that make people uncomfortable, people retreat and start to think about, well, what's at stake? Like, what am I going to lose? There's an immense amount of trust that's need to be placed in the people that are going to drive this type of really, you know, systemic change, right? That's hard. That's hard. You're, You're asking people who have a lot of these people who've built companies and have had an immense amount of access to trust people who didn't build this company with them to help them make changes and build an organization for the next generation of people. And so in order to create change, says Todd, you have to realize that you cannot do it alone. You have to find allies. Everyone has an idea that they think's the idea. No one in this world has ever said that they didn't have the idea, right? And maybe you do have the idea. But how does that idea get introduced and how are you as a person being okay with letting someone else 
yes and your idea plus up your idea or come with something that's better than your idea and you say, you know what, you're right, right? Like all these things factor in on how you truly make change. I also am a firm believer in coalitions, using the Mock Alliance as the example. You know, there's close to 100 companies in that alliance now. That's 100 employers that could easily find diverse candidates through partnership with historically black colleges and universities. That's a quick fix that there's candidates coming out of there right now that want work and need career paths. But longer term, now all of a sudden we've got infinite pipeline for kids coming through those programs for the end of time. And all of these technology companies get first swings at really smart, sharp, black, brown, and underrepresented people. You get a smart group of people together who actively want to make change, you can come up with some pretty meaningful things in a short time. Sometimes you won't be the one taking your idea forward. And sometimes you can't. Finding advocates for yourself and your ideas is crucial. Often those advocates will be leaders who have made change happen themselves. For people who are a bit more introverted, but have tremendous ideas, right? There's lots of people like that. Find allies that will be your voice, that will take your ideas, give you credit for those ideas, but share them aloud. In our industry, I see far too many people take credit for other people's work, and it is obnoxious to me. I am an advocate for providing a platform for people to say what they want to say, what they need to say, and what they feel confident in saying. But if they don't feel confident, then you got to provide voice for the voiceless. But you got to give credit to the voiceless too, right? It's not, you don't get to take their idea as yours. That's nasty business, and we don't do that. Ultimately, a lot of the time, how effectively you're able to enact change will come down to your company's values, culture, and the leadership at the very top. The best people, the best leaders, the best organizations, 100% understand that the top down is almost never right. And sometimes the best thinking comes from within the walls and you need to listen intently for that thinking. Having leadership that looks and thinks of the world like that creates that space where people can feel courageous enough and brave enough and innovative enough to bring solutions to their leadership. And so my second expert for this episode is herself a leader inside a tech organization. If people that can affect change don't know what they need to do, how are they going to do it? This is G. And like many leaders, she's got a lot on her plate. I go by G. I work at New Storefront and I'm Chief Revenue Officer, sales and marketing and customer success, partnerships and developer experience. I'm responsible for all the different functions. And she says, remember, leaders are people too, and they often want to hear from you. In college, I wanted to do this program in New York. And of course, I had no money. I went to the financial aid office and they said, no, sorry, we can't do a loan and so on. And as I was walking back to my dorm and passing was the president's office, I just decided to like go in and just be like, hey, here is what I'm trying to do. We sat down and had a good conversation. And then I got a call two days later that I got approval. And what I found as I talked to him, it was very rare that a student would stop by and have a conversation. He didn't have a chance to actually get to know students. This was just not very common. So it was very rewarding for me 
but it was very rewarding for him as well to actually sit down and, and, you know, he said as much. So I kind of took that forward. And that was really often was the feedback from leaders is that they just, they don't have a lot of folks talking to them, just talking to them. It's ultimately their decision, but providing that feedback is just not there. And especially very large companies, right? That hierarchy is really, really strong. So even when I get nervous, I always think about like, no, this person probably, you know, has a family and probably has a dog. This is just a person. Just say what you think for whatever it's worth. She says, in order to be successful in those change-making conversations, you have to really deeply understand what you're talking about and what the implications of change are going to be. And that starts with getting curious. Every company I was with, I've always kind of gone outside of the box and engaged with across the organization with with different teams. I would always look to learn, like, what is customer success team doing? What is partner team doing? Like, what? just ask questions and be kind of engaged with that. Usually change means that multiple things are going to be affected. And you're a lot more effective in convincing if you understand the points of view of everybody that's going to be affected, right? So not just your role, but all the different roles around you. So you're just more listened to. I think that if you come from a point of view that people can tell like, hey, this person is kind of knowledgeable about these other parts of our business, maybe what she has to say makes sense because she's done some of that research. How do you like change ideas to be brought to you? I have been through situations where sometimes people would come in and kind of go, hey, I'm so-and-so, why don't we do things differently? I don't typically react well to that because I think all of us, we take pride in what we do. We do think a lot about what we do, what we put in place, and it's personal, right? Like you, you put so much energy So when somebody kind of comes uninformed, they just say, I think we should change it, or I think we should, it doesn't breathe respect to, hey, I've actually taken time to understand why you do things. And now that I do, this is what I think can be changed. So I like to see that people come from a point of knowledge, right? They've researched. So I think the first conversation would be probably better to ask me, hey, area that you, you know, want to change and you have ideas about, understand how we got where we are, and then have a point of view and and have a suggestion. And then when that happens, 100%. What are some ways to build up confidence in yourself as somebody who wants to enact change? What I sometimes coach people today is how to make themselves heard in actually how they position their proposition. If you can tie what you're trying to do to business, so to either revenue or cost savings, it's incredible how fast people listen. And sometimes, though, it's not so obvious because people are, that want to inflict change are usually very close to the detail. You know exactly what needs to change. You're really passionate about it. You have a gut feeling, but I'm not in a detail and I don't have actually the bandwidth to get in that detail and to get that passionate about it. So I need to understand it in the world that I live in. And I'll be like, okay, why don't you explain how this is going to increase revenue or how this is going to increase the pipeline? Everybody knows fundamentally that we're there to drive this company forward, to drive the revenue forward. So if you use some of the magic words, you're just heard more. The other thing, it's repetition. 
right? Just because you said it to one person, that's not enough, even to that one person. But it really is building that consensus. You have all these stakeholders and you got to build that consensus. There's no different inside of your own team. You need your allies. You need to understand who the blockers are and have conversations with all of them so you understand that point of view. And then you can address it as you're making your recommendation right from the start. So you can really address a lot of people's concerns. As a leader, though, you do have to create an environment. And it's not easy because I don't think that people fundamentally believe it. And so, again, it's that repetition. You really do need to continue to remind people that it's okay to do it, that you want it, that you need to know. And literally, like I said, I cannot fix what I don't know. I just, I cannot. I wish I'm a mind reader, but I'm not. So unless somebody will tell me head on anonymously, however, because one thing I do have very keen on is fixing it. I just need to know what. So there you have it. I'm sorry to say that my takeaway is speaking up when something needs to change is never going to be easy. Creating change is hard work. You need to ask a lot of questions. You need to gain a deep and broad understanding of your subject matter and everything around it. You need to find allies and advocates. And then you need the courage to speak up many times over. But both of my panelists reminded me that it's worth it because often if you don't say it, nobody will. And that is bad for everyone. Anytime these days when I have an opportunity to just say one thing to a kid about situation or what I would have done or just have a straight conversation and, and allow them to be themselves, allow them to question. I think it's huge. I think it helps so much later on. And I think all of us have that opportunity really to make that difference early on. And you never know, like this one word that you say to people can really change how they approach the rest of their experiences. So don't be shy. Change is hard, but change is beautiful. So be brave, be courageous, and understand and know that your efforts are not for nothing. Thanks for listening to People Changing Enterprises. This show is brought to you by ContentStack, the leading composable digital experience platform for enterprises. Got a question or suggestion? Email us at podcast at contentstack.com. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with a new episode helping you make your mark.